<laughs> Sorry, I was listening to that. Hello, welcome into episode 214 of Caden's Craft Collective. I'm Louise and today I've got a little blether about alternative universe. Hello section, swap section, me 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 section, the library section and the blah 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 section. So get your cup of tea or your dram or your intravenous drip. And I'll let you know what the crack's been in Caithness this past week. Oh, wrong one. That's division. Jeez. Oh, Please. Right, first of all, I'm going to start with the effects last week's I like them of the clapping and cheering. Stop! Stop! Oh, gee whiz. Well, listeners, I'm not getting any better at this, am I? So that is for our key workers of everywhere in the world who are helping us get through this horrible, horrible time just now. I am sending out my biggest love to you all. Um, I sincerely hope that none of you have need of it. But if you do, here is a more than 30 second hug for you all. I'll not go quiet for 30 seconds, but I am thinking of hugging you really tightly. Social distance hugging by podcast. So, alternative universe. Now, this is not at all to belittle the crisis, but I know that, well, when I spoke to you last episode, I was struggling. I actually was listening back and thought, oh, I don't know if I should have put that out without listening back to it first, but it was honest, it was how I was feeling. And it actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And then I did get quite a lot of messages saying thank you and much love to everybody who did, or even if you didn't and you listened, thank you. And um, it helped. And then after I did that, things sort of brightened up and we put stuff... Well, I'll go into that in the me, me, me section because I've written notes for that then. But I was chatting away to Angela of Scotch Tweed, whom some of you are still supporting. Thank you. Um, and every little helps in this time. If you are in the market for buying some Tweed and Tartan, then look no further than Scotch Tweed. And... Uh, she was saying that in alternative universe, she would have just come back from her big 50th birthday. Happy birthday, Angela, from last month. Um, universe, she would have just come back from her big holiday. And I said, yeah, I would have come back from Finland because that's where we were planning on going for the Easter holidays. And then I sort of thought, hmm, where would everybody have, what would we have done? Because right now we're all desperate to get back to the time where even just putting the bin down doesn't panic us or go to the supermarket doesn't panic us. Going for a coffee with our friends would be wonderful because we can't do that right now. So not to belittle this because it's just awful, but can we skate for just just a little while? I'm very, very conscious that there's a lot of people in awful situations in the just where they live and they can't escape the way that I can so I'm hoping that 
this 20 minutes that I'm speaking to you will help you just escape just a little bit in your mind's eye, if anything. And in Lee's pink fluffy la la land, we went to Finland. It was very nice. The journey was, you know, as, as journeys are. But when we got to Finland, I imagine... <laughs> It's not too dissimilar to Norway and Sweden, where I've been before. And again, it's not too dissimilar to Scotland, just because it's on the sort of northern hemisphere. Not that it shouldn't be dissimilar, it's just I already have this feeling about it that it's something that I'm maybe familiar with. And we went to see the Moomin House and we explored Helsinki and we went around all the places that were quite cool. <laughs> Obviously, I've done no research to this. Maybe we went to a, a yarn shop this time and I purchased some fin wool from Finland. <laughs> and the children had a lovely time and they learned a bit of more languages. They always learn how to say thank you and please. You should always learn how to ask for beer and wine in foreign languages, don't you think? It's very important. That's how you get by. <laughs> and obviously, where is the swimming pool? Because I can say that in French. I used that when we went to Disneyland years ago, and I was beside myself ever since. Où est la piscine, s'il vous plaît? Because that's what I learned in French, standard grade. <laughs> so you're getting my idea. Uh, we came back and we just... We're tired, but we had a lovely time and we've got new memories of the fun time that we had. And uh, Angela, she's got a lovely tan and so has her husband. They missed their dogs, but then her lovely pot and shade arrived and now she's looking forward to painting it and getting it stopped up and having a resident spider called Charlotte. So where have you been? Um, That you were supposed to go, or did you get married? Did you go somewhere lovely for the Easter weekend? Did you take your mum out for lunch on Mother's Day? Did you finish that dress that you were, you've started? Did you go to the fabric shop and buy a little bit of good stuff that you'll probably never use unless it's in an emergency? Is it pink and fluffy in there? What did you do in your alternative timeline? Let me know. <laughs> Let's all just escape, just for a little while. So, um, the, the kids just now are talking to the dog, if you hear some noise. Um, Alright, so we've escaped a little bit, but we'll keep escaping. Oh, I'm making bouncy noises because <laughs> I'm bouncing to the music. Right. Um, so, hello section. Ha, big Louise, hello to do Artak. I don't know if I've said that right. No, Artak. Um, she lives down near, I think it's Kailachalch and or Kailach, and I'm not quite sure which one it is, but she has beautiful photographs on her Instagram of the Sky Bridge and the surrounding countryside and um, the other day I was on Instagram and she had finished her scoury hat and this is the woolly worm head back and forward 
garter stitch hat using the Rebels Craft kit that you can purchase and it's really really beautiful and she's good and you know, I looked at it and I thought oh A that's what she looks like because I haven't seen her in a little while in her photographs and B that's the same hat as me <laughs> and then I says oh we're hat twins and then she says we're also arboreal jumper twins too and I said oh, of course we are so it was really nice and so if you like lovely pictures then do go follow do Artach. A Knit British, lovely, lovely Louise, down in Edinburgh. Um, I hope you've been singing Sunshine on Leith and keeping well down there. Through to Gifnick on the West Coast. Well, she's not quite the West Coast, but she's more West than East. Ella, Gifnick girl, and uh, she's been planting her garden. And it's always a joy to watch. And she's been using the nearby Rowkin Glen uh, garden centre and she was saying that they were really good at delivering our stuff because I don't think that they're allowed to be open but they can still do deliveries. Now a lot of the plants and well the tulips of Amsterdam they'll all be going to waste just now because they're not deemed essential but if there's a chance that everybody can buy a packet of seeds or a pot plant or some kind of flowering plant please do so just now because if all these bedding plants aren't planted they're supposedly going to waste now i haven't double checked my facts here but somebody on twitter who i follow is not a knitter they're a surfer of all things but they sort of questioned what are the bees going to do and as you know we're friends of bees on this podcast so i was quite glad that um i managed i had a couple of um, flower pot seeds, packets of seeds for flowers for butterflies and bees. So I've planted them. Oh, I'm jumping ahead here. But if it, it just reminded me when I saw uh, Ella's name here because I sort of associate Ella with gardening and then Rowkin Glen because when we stayed at Ella's a few years ago, we went along there for a lovely tea and Hopefully when everything is back to the new normal, she can go back there and have lovely tea with um, her lovely husband again. Uh, also say hello to Purple, Purple Polly Pocket, who is always lovely. She always she very often sends me messages just to check see I'm still alive. Um, but I don't know what you look like, Purple Polly Pocket Nick. Because um, you don't put your picture of your face on the... Uh, Instagram but you're a very lovely person and also finally Spajo over in America so I hope that you the lovely family and Professor Indy <laughs> obviously he's like Indiana Jones just the way his job was um, are all doing very very well and uh, um, is it a happy Passover or best wishes on Passover to all my Jewish listeners so, uh, oh, moving on. Right, very quick mention on the swap section. I've just not long finished listening to Twin Set Design's latest episode, um, where my podcast updated last week, and then I was looking for something. Um, oh, I was listening to the History Extra podcast, which is 
they've at some point over along you know, the past couple of years they've had a very interesting uh, episode on the Spanish flu or the nineteen eighteen flu epidemic which killed millions and was sort of something that everybody is referring back to. And I thought, I wonder if they've got anything new. So they've got a reasonably recent episode and it was about, it was, they were interviewing, oh, she had to remember her name, but she's an expert and you can tell she knows her stuff and it's very calm, it's very informed. It is two or two and a half weeks ago now um, and as you've been living through this, things move very quickly and it seemed like such a long time ago that the children were at school and I was at work, um, you know. But, so the the sort of information she was sort of seeing has vastly moved on since then. I mean, if sadly somebody in your family's had this virus and even worse, passed on, your life will have changed forever since then. And, um, however, this is quite an interesting episode to listen to about the uh, pandemics, not just this one, but um, past ones. And it also, I got some of my facts wrong. I said that um, the most recent one really was the 1918 one, and obviously that's not true. There was the SARS, the HNV1, and there was another one as well. There was one in the 50s and then some more but recent. But in my privilege, which I apologise for, uh, get my facts wrong here, they didn't affect my area, so I was ignorant of the facts. So um, it's worth listening to if you want to go back and listen to it. It's, anyway, there's a long story to get to the point that Twin City Ellen and Jan, well, Twin City Jan has put out an episode and Ellen's actually in it. So I had a lovely hour listening to them. They're obviously addressing this in a much more grown-up manner than I am. Um, Ellen talks about the making of masks for people to use or sew and then use which is worth listening to if you are thinking about doing that. Um, And Jan comes up with some wonderful thoughts and um, things that you can actually do physically. So her swap that she has just now, this is something that I wish I'd thought of, is that you spend, I think it's $30 that she's got, and you spend it on one of the many businesses that, or online, such as Angela Scotch Tweed, or Ripplescraft, for instance, here. And we want these businesses to still be here when things go back to the new normal. Um, and you know, this term I'm using, new normal, is things are never going back to the way they were. And things shouldn't go back to the way they were in some respects, because certainly in our country, I'm hoping that there'll be a reckoning for the way it was handled, because there are so many deaths that don't need to be had. Um, I think the Scottish government's doing a slightly better job than the um, Westminster government, and I'm very fortunate that we have them in place. Maybe not so much the chief medical officer who had to resign because she was a fool, but um, much respect, and I'm always thankful that we've got Nicola Sturgeon for our leader because she. <laughs> 
She's just somebody that you feel she can lead when there is a crisis. I was going to say some sweary then when something hits the fan, but I better not. Um, that's not actually my politics, but I've always admired her leadership skills and um, I, I'm just glad I'm not in that situation. So um, the new normal will be changed for people because people will have lost family members and it's never the same when you lose a family member you've got to get used to things and grieve and everybody if you or somebody you know or just anybody just make sure that they do grieve because it's a very important process and bottling it up just deal with it because bottling up doesn't work um so <laughs> going a bit serious here but I was talking about Jan. Jan's quite serious. She's very fun too, but she can she can be she's more grown up than I am. So Jan's got this wonderful um, swap going on, and I said I was going to pause my spring swap. And this is what I think is a really good idea is that she has got going on is you do thirty dollars worth of buying from an Etsy seller or an online seller. They post it for you. They're getting the money. I don't like the idea that they've got to go to the post office, but I'm thinking that everybody that's doing their post office run is taking care of themselves and um, it is an essential trip for them because they're still, they're probably tying it in with their, their weekly shop as well. So um, I just thought that was a really good way of getting around this. So if you want to go and do a swap, then please do go over to Twin State Designs and join their swap there. Uh, right, moving on. Me, 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 because it's all about me, <laughs> podcast. Oh, it's, I'm so me. Right, well, I've already said this, but thank you to everybody who sent messages last week or just liked that I put out this last episode because I did feel it was needy and... But um, it was how I was feeling. And, and, you know, I try to be quite honest with you and I do appreciate that some of you just liked to disappear for a little bit. So... um, even, do you know, last week I said, well, you're not on the bus, but you might be on the bus, you might be a key worker, and, hold on, uh, where's my fence? Key workers? This is for you on the bus. In fact, I'm going to do a cheer too. You get half the spot. You get that. You wash your hands. <laughs> um, I know you know that. So, I really do appreciate that, and it just, trying to get through it. So I was good for the rest of the week. Um, Friday, I got quite sad again, and uh, Richard kind of noticed. I stopped looking at anything to do with the news, um, and Richard had gone and he had done the weekly shop, and he went over, and he, well, no, he'd already asked my, our neighbours that were doing the shopping for what they wanted, so I went and delivered when I say delivered, I put it across the fence and my neighbour Miranda came and got it. And we stood over two metres apart and had a lovely gas. And it, it just does good stuff for your mental health. 
and it was really good. So um, on last Saturday, we went and finished rotating the garden and planted our potatoes, peas, carrots. Mm, I can't remember if I did broccoli, but there was definitely peas, carrots, oh, and onions. We've gone for staples just now, but we also have seedlings of broccoli, lettuce, uh, sunflower seeds, oh, for the bees, of course, and uh, tomatoes and chilies, and they're inside in the sunroom, so we're, they've mostly come through, and then we'll be potting them on very soon. Um, and then we were being scarecrows for the jackdaws, because... <laughs> put down free food for them so been a, a scarecrow for the past few days until the peas and the everything has germinated enough that they'll stop so they seem to have stopped but they're so clever you open the door and they just fly off and then you kind of forget about it a minute and then they come down oh. i did see that uh ellen no not ellen Ella had mesh over her potatoes, so I'm wondering if this is her way of sort of keeping the frost off and her jackdaw types. Because I don't know if you have jackdaws or crows or other corvid. Not to be mistaken with COVID-19. <laughs> Somebody has put that on Twitter and I thought that was quite amusing. So also I had a packet of wildflowers which I have, um, I've tidied up. We've got an area around where our septic tank is and it's got different shrubs which flower and primroses that come back and there's some bulbs in there as well. So um, I sort of raked out some mace and, and give it a good weed and then scrubbed open a bit of uh, ground and planted these wildflowers so hopefully the bees will be able to be wonderful <laughs> there was a massive big bumblebee buzzing around yesterday it's like the size of a battleship so they've they've started and i tell you who's gone the geese because we always get geese in the field beside us just before they go and then one day i said to richard this week they've gone and he says oh they went yesterday I said, how do you know? <laughs> they never say goodbye to me. He says, they never say goodbye to you, Louise. <laughs> so the geese have flown north. And when our house martins and swallows come back, I hope that um, things will be a bit better. Um, so also, I went up into where I am just now, into my craft room, and I tidied up. My, both my tables and um, I found all sorts of things and moved all sorts of things and then I did some mending I'm <laughs> I'm not, not very professional when it comes to kind of mending but it means if, if it means a daisy will get another two or, th or a month's worth more out of a pair of leggings I'll put a st uh, I'll wildly machine stitch the leggings back together and I found a button and put a button on Richard's trousers that I couldn't find my button box. I think Daisy's gone off with it now. She won't admit it. But it's not where it's supposed to be. So I had a quite a nice time mending and then I thought, oh, I think 
I'll try and sew that cushion because our nursery uh, little Karen said, could you recover this cushion? I think I might have told you this last episode. And I went, what cushion? And she said, this cushion here, you did, you made it in way back. And I looked at it and I remembered seeing it because it was spotty and obviously must have been there when Sandy and Daisy were little. And uh, I went, I don't remember making that. Nope, definitely wasn't me because it's overlocked and I don't have an overlocker. So, uh, big Karen, because there's little Karen and big Karen. (laughs) They're both called Karen. But they're not Karens for, you know, the people that are not nice entitled mums. They're lovely. And um, they both did my children when they were in nursery. So I've known them for quite a long time. And um, so maybe it was Miranda, my neighbour. Well, maybe it was because she's a better at this kind of thing than I am. However, okay. So took it home. Mum cut it for me. I'm sure I've told you this. And then goes, oh, this is definitely not handmade because there's a label on it. (laughs) All right, okay. So I made, um, mum cut it. And then I sewed it last on Sunday, and I used the overlocker. So, maybe it was Saturday. No, it was Sunday. It was definitely Sunday. Not that it makes any difference in your years, but you know, I like to keep things right. So I used the overlocker, and it wasn't actually as scary hard as I thought it was going to be because it did not uh, need rethreaded. The tension was okay. And I did realise after a little while that I was... It's the opposite way of a sewing machine where you put the foot down. Um, the... Oh, my sewing machine is on. Oh. <clears throat> Oops. Don't tell Richard. Um, to put the foot down of a sewing machine... <laughs> I'd say, look, geese, but they've all gone. Um... You put the the lever down, whereas with the overlocker, to put the foot down of the overlocker, you put the lever up. And I've not used it, so I got it wrong. And therefore the tension was slightly wrong. So I redid that bit once I'd realised. And then just, I had to watch that I didn't hack off too much material. But this fabric that they gave me was, it's quite a a fine woven linen or harder wearing linen I'm not exactly sure what it is but it's really nice so it sewed up lovely and then I put some poppers on it and I had to be very careful that I was doing it right on account of <sighs> poppers are quite easy to put on wrong and they're not easy to take off easily so um, this is kind of why I had left it for quite a while because my concentration level was just awful so I managed that and then I was moseying about messing around and I don't want to touch my dress I'm not confident about that but I did have a wee square of a crochet that my lovely lovely friend Lorna who passed away last year um she'd had cancer and then we had been gifted some of her stash of fabric and some yarns and this was in her stash of yarns and it was just a, a wee square which was about four inches by four inches and she had crocheted it with different yarns. And then with the other yarns that I had, I had started stitching a snowdrop on it. And then I started stitching a purple flower, but I 
cotton. I don't like the purple flower in there, it's sad. So I finished, I unpicked the purple flower and then I finished off the snowdrop. And I had kind of thought, well, I could maybe make a pin cushion out of it. But I don't want to make a pin cushion out of it. So I'm just going to have it stuck up because as a wee, a wee thing. And it's just a lovely memento of a lovely, lovely person who always makes me think a nice thought. And I'm sad she's not here. And I am, uh, it does, it, it broke my heart when she passed. But um, she was such a nice person. You know when you get that feeling about anybody who you think, oh, they're just, they're just nice. You knew they were in the room. Sometimes they had their, we all have our bad days, but just, she was a generous person and this is just to remind me of her. So I did that and that made me feel quite nice. And then, um, what was the other I did? Oh, well, so that was what I did and then I think it was time for tea. But it absolutely lifted me and having my bit of space tidied up as well was quite nice. And I found material scissors I've forgotten I had. I'm not even sure where they came from still. <laughs> Blue-handled material scissors. So well, I think they were from Tesco's because mum said that they were really good. Anyway, um, speaking of mum... Then on the Monday, um, Mum had been messaging that uh, they're making scrubs. Caithness quilters, people that can do dressmaking, were asked to make some scrubs for the NHS. So my friend Lindsay, she does sew for style. Or is it? I can't remember what her um, Instagram name is. But she's coordinating the scrubs making up, for the love of scrubs it is, up here. And there's two ways of doing it. Some of them, they're getting their fabric from whoever it is that does the NHS scrubs fabric. And some of them are getting them ready cut. And she's organised the sort of people who've volunteered to make them and then the distribution of the pattern and the fabric. And then she'll collect them and give them to wherever they're needed. So she, her mum's in the Kidness Quillers as well. And she asked them if they would help. So there's also people who have fabric um, of the right type. It has to be kind of cotton and be able to be washed on a high temperature. And I think there was other stipulations about it, which I can't remember. So I looked out some cotton that was of decent size and I um, put it with some thread and I put it down to my mum's with, with the overlocker because she was going to use it and also we put some messages in and she gave back, oh, and a bag of books. So did her shopping for her, which meant she didn't have to go out because obviously she's well into her 70s as my mum. She doesn't look it and she doesn't act it, which is good. Um, so she um, was, this is going to keep her busy for quite a bit. And this is her first set of scrubs. And then she was doing the bags that people can put their scrubs into and or they take their clothes home from work and they go straight into the washing machine. It's like pillowcase sizes. So then I felt all week really guilty that I wasn't doing it. But the mum said that there wasn't any really instruction for these. And to be perfectly honest, she said, I don't think you would have managed it with your level of skill unless I was there. Oh, Richard's coming back in. I bet he shouts. Because I've told the children. <laughs> if you hear Louise, wash my tea. That's him. Because they know I'm doing this, but he doesn't. 
So um, I sort of had to stop feeling guilty. I felt less guilty because I provided as much fabric as I had in my stash and all the thread. Even though mum had thread, I was just like throwing thread at her because I'll get back when she, if she doesn't use it once this is all over. But, um, and then I, I don't actually want to make a mask because we actually have some masks that they're not, they're not worthy of um, giving in to the NHS because they're only like dust masks. And Richard uses it when he goes to do the food shopping. Not that he has it, but he doesn't, he just, it's just a little layer of more protection. Um, so I see a lot of people are doing them and I thought, well, maybe I should be doing them. But I live in a place where I, I don't really meet anybody. In fact, I don't meet anybody. I see my neighbour two metres away. I talk to my mum through the window again and she put a bowl of hot soapy water for, uh, for us at the door. I told her not to come out. We weren't. We never went in. It's awful. Um, really, that's the first thing I'm doing. I'm going to my mom. <laughs> I want my mommy. Uh, so, uh, she's she's been making these and it's keeping her busy. She's been going for her walks every day. She's loving seeing everybody's rainbows in the windows. Still, been doing counting of them, um, and. She's sending me pictures every day of the scrubs that she's making. So, and then I was talking to my neighbour yesterday about feeling guilty about not making them. But she says, well, you can't do everything. And she knew that I just mentally wasn't of a place where I would have done a good job anyway. So there are other ways that I can help. And that's hopefully is one of them for you. It's not a big thing, but it's something I can do um, whilst just do my thing. Um, so... If you're doing scrubs, hold on, hold on, this is for you. And if you're doing masks. <laughs> and I did see some, a nurse who um, got some scrubs that had long sleeves and were proper sized for her and she was delighted because I think some of the movies and um, TV programmes that aren't doing or needing costumes make just now they've transferred the skill set over to do um some of the scrubs and <laughs> she was quite delighted because it fitted better mom was telling me that the length of the men's trousers are just enormous <laughs> she's obviously not made men's long men trousers for a while um so then i was knitting because i hadn't really knitted much but I finished uh, the scarf that I wasn't talking about and this is a garter stitch and I was using hand spun alpaca and it's a blue and yellow dyed I can't remember where from now so it's been a moustache a long time and I used two balls of it and I just knitted and knitted and knitted I did, it did start off as a uh, a pattern but it ended up not as a pattern so then I thought at the end oh I should have done a professional cast open and just knit the end together so I tried to see if it would sort of go round twice and it did so in the end I did a three needle bind off kind of <laughs> I sewed the two ends together and now you can loop it round your head twice to which point Richard has stolen it <laughs> Because it's so nice and soft, and he likes it. So, 
Uh, but it's actually been quite warm, so not really needed it, and it's lovely. Uh, because I finished that, I then thought, oh, right, take your knitting pattern out. So I took my knitting pattern out for my Knitted Tunic Ocean dress, Knitted Tunic dress for women ocean by Kayoko Nakayoshi. I've nearly finished this first. I've got three inches to go on the rib of the neck. And then I've got to graft the underarms on and then obviously sew in the ends. But I'm nearly finished. I did think about sitting and doing it, but then I thought, no, if you don't record now, you'll not do it. So um, it'll be something nice to go do. Um, once I've kind of done my chores during the day, I'll then go and be do a bit of knitting and watch a bit of Netflix. Uh, on Tuesday, I, go, I start back online working. Uh, and the children are online schooling again. So that time will sort of stop. But um, just now, I was, I was I still don't totally understand if I've done it right. It's sort of, I think I would have liked a little bit more after the cable, a bit more space there. Maybe I've got more... Uh, maybe I've got more ample... Bosoms. I was trying to think of a better word than that. I can't. Uh, size than the the pattern has looking, or maybe maybe my belly's a bit bigger. <laughs> Probably I think that's what it is. I don't have the same figure as the the pattern looking model does. Although I think it's on a mannequin to be perfectly honest. Um, and I have been doing three lots of circuits and two runs every week. But my alcohol intake is quite big and so is my food intake. So, you know, there we go. So I'm I've, I'm loving the wool. It's Shetland um, Heather and it's Aaron Wheat. I'm, I'm like leaning over. I can see the two balls I've got left. I think I might take one of them down. I don't think I've quite got enough in this ball to finish off. But... Um, it's not too far off the mark with how much I needed and I don't mind having uh, either 100 grams or 50 grams left over because I can easily make something else with it. It's really nice wool to use. Um, I think it'll be quite a heavy garment to wear um, but I'm really looking forward to wearing it and hopefully it'll still be cold enough. Shouldn't really wish that, should I? However... Um, so I've been watching Netflix. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention this because they are horrible. But I wasn't know what he was talking about. So we watched Tiger King on Netflix. And the only one... Once in the entire seven episodes did they mention the fact how, um, how extinct tigers are going. There's more tigers in America than there is in the wild. All of the people in it. I don't know why I watched it. Just, oh, they were horrible, horrible human beings. Anyway, um, so and I now understand what all the memes are about. <laughs> so, um, also, what were really lovely things to watch? Um, well, I say lovely, but it was funny. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We watched that with the children because uh, there's so many references to it, and they'd never actually seen it. Richard wanted to watch The Breakfast Club, but he couldn't get it to work. Um, I've watched some Korean dramas, uh, which I'm going to recommend to you. 
Uh, first one is Aitwin Class. I don't know if that's how you say it, but it's an area in Seoul. And hmm, well, I got a cup of tea there, but I knew he'd come and interrupt me. Anyway, I'll have to kind of lash on because this is 40 minutes. Um, so I'd recommend Aitwin Class. That's starring Park Sojuan. He's lovely. And he's, he's actually a really, really good actor in it. Um, it's about revenge, but um, it's got quite a lot. It's got, it hits on quite a good few uh, different subjects, like uh, diversity in Korea, uh, there's a transgender in it, and sexual, like, um, misogyny and stuff. And there's, there's, it, it's got a good cast, I'd just totally recommend it. And uh, then I watched Reply 1988, and this is a set in 1988 in Seoul. And it's about so many families, say there's one, two, three, about four or five families in this neighbourhood. And uh, the sort of the families have all got a teenager of the same age and these are all friends. And um, it sort of starts off where they get called for their dinner. And then, because it's set back in 98, there's no mobile phones. And I don't know much about Korea then, um, but other than it was the Olympics there and which they use actually. Um and they one of the one of the mums said, Here, can you take that over to um Taggy's house? And Taggy's dad gives them back something and says, Here, take that back. And then you see these five teenagers going back and forward to the houses with all the food that started off in somebody's house and ended up that they've all pretty much eaten the same dinner. And their faces as they as they travel, they don't stop in the middle of the alleyway and see here, give us to your mum. They just don't look at each other like, why do we have to do this every night? But it's, it's little items like that all the way through. And then it does come forward later in the series to uh, 1994, I think it is. So there's things in it, like the telephone is not the, the turny dial one, it's the, the picky up. Remember the lips? There was a set of lips and you picked it up and then you can... Or, or there's one that you could actually walk around with a little bit more mobile. But just the little details that they've got about the time frame, it's, it's really good. And the storyline's lovely as well. Because it's not just about the love story, our and the teenagers. It's about all the families, the mums and dads and the hardships that they went through. So I really recommend Reply 1988. And finally, a lovely film... Uh, I don't know if it'll make you cry. I was a, at one point. Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford and it's about a dog. So me and Bickle watched that last night. He was sitting on the couch and oh, the dog's lovely. I think it's just, no, it is a CGI dog, but it's just, it's a really good film. So that's what I've been watching and making. Oh, so when I finish doing the Knitted Tunic, um, I think I'm going to do some more sew, uh, knitting of my handspun. So I've already looked out some more handspun. And I think I'm just going to make more scarves because I enjoyed that. I'm just looking at my battery on my phone. I better hurry up before this dies and doesn't save. So library. Uh, I've finished reading or listening to The Art of Dying by Ambrose Parry, which is a crime novel set in uh, the 1880s, I think it was 80s. well it's back in the day, of Edinburgh 
and I then finally realised that, and I've read the first one, which is, oh, I can't remember, but it's by Ambrose Parry, and it's the first one. Uh, <laughs> and one of the, the characters is Dr. Simpson, and he's a, a doctor about midwifery. I can't remember what the right word is. Obstetrics, which you can't see. So he <laughs> turns out that James Simpson, as in Simpson's maternity hospital, is named after. Yeah. But it's really interesting. And definitely can get past it being about dying. Uh, um, the, the Both of them are pretty good to listen to. And then I downloaded, because I have got the next Margaret Atwood, I've had it since it was released, but I've never listened to it. And I wasn't, oh, I was not in the mood for starting something quite depressing. So I thought, oh, in my wish list, I had Confessions of a Bookseller by Sean Bythal. And he's based down in Wigtown and he owns a second-hand bookshop. So this is his diary and it always starts with online orders, 10. Orders found, 10. And then he tells you a little bit about what happens in his day, how... <laughs> How rude the the, um, the customers generally are, and then how much his tell toll is at the end of the day. So, but it he's it, quite cynical, but it's worth listening to, especially the first one, the diary of a bookseller. It's it's really good. Um, and then finally, I'm just going to describe what I can see. Um, I'm picking up my phone so I can have a look out the window. Over by. Uh, almost three miles away I can see the wind turbine going round the little bus stagecoach bus has just driven past nobody's on it again and uh, it's quite a blue sunny day it was a bit breezy and a bit cold obviously the turbine's going round so there's enough wind for that but it's not blowy there, we've got daffodils out and things are budding the horse is over in the next field it's He's just lifted his head. Must be hearing that I'm talking about him. And he has got two Zvorbal sheep in his paddock, well, his field. And this is his company. Because he likes company, but he doesn't like company. He like he gets freaked out if he doesn't have company, but he doesn't actually like company. He's kind of like a conundrum as his horse. So she put in two Zvorbal sheep. And it's so that if he starts to chase one... Or he starts to chase them, he has to decide which one he's going for. And these four-bull sheep are quite nifty in their feet. They're beautiful sheep, actually. Um, they're two male sheep, and they used to be in the petting zoo at the May Castle. Um, so I'm not quite sure why they've grown out of that, but they're surplus to requirements in the flock. So, But they're not actually going to market as, as it is. So they're companions to the horse. There's a car just going past. And actually, on the other side, um, the farmer has started uh, lambing. Now, the castle of me, they had started lambing. I'm going to put the phone back down because I think I'm getting a bit loud. Um, had started lambing last week because when I was running, there's tiny little... Uh, in fact, like, higher pitch than that. Bad at me. Was, oh! Oh, it's a lamb. Oh, lambs. So um, it stopped me in my tracks because I didn't know that they had started lambing. And our next-door neighbour farmer, he normally lambs a bit later. 
So they've started lambing as well. And because they're over here lambing, I think that they're staying in the cottage because they don't actually live in this part there. They live about five miles away. But I think the whole family might just be staying here just now. Um, and it, it's okay because none of us are actually in contact with them. But because they're lambing, the rest of the time he's spending renewing the fences. So it's something to watch. And also what he's been doing is there is an old steps, a set of steps that come from over his other side, the other side of the, the road that goes down to the harbour. And I've seen people going up and down there, but, um, and I kind of knew that there was sort of steps there, but they've dug away all the vegetation and now there's steps. So watching them do that passes the time. <laughs> Lockdown. You can become really quite nosy, don't you? It's like, well, there's a car. I mean, there's not that many cars that go past here anyway, but it's very noticeable now when there is a car. So it's a, it's a really bonny day. Um, there's, you can, I can see for quite a few miles, there's no birds or anything just now, but the grass is starting to need cut and the daffodils are out, as I've said. The trees are starting to bud on. There's... It's a bit up towards the uh, loch of May. It's still quite brown, but it'll green up quite soon. I can see the loch of May. It will be a little bit less busy now because most of the geese have moved on. But there was some uh, swans migrating through recently as well. Um, it's nice little fluffy clouds today. And I'm doing this for you if you're in... A a place where you can't get to the garden, if you're in a high rise, if you're in inner city, um, I'm just hoping that you can escape with me just now because it, it's the only thing I can do for you. And um, I just I thought about how, oh, well, it's okay for me. I can be here. And I have total empathy for everybody that doesn't have this privilege that I do have of open of being able to stand outside and look at the little birdie that's just flown past and have the wind in my face and not being in fear of somebody coughing on me. So listeners, I hope that you are well. I hope everybody around you is well. Please, please, please carry on washing your hands and being careful. Please, please, please keep good health. So sending you all my love and all my cheer and if you celebrate it, have a happy Easter. Um, obviously, the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny are key workers, so they will still be busy. So whatever you're doing, just take care and keep on crafting. Uh, now, we're going to have the... Oh, no, we won't. I took that one off, didn't I? No, I've still got good time music, so we can do the bee wiggle. So bees, come and see where all my flowers are. Right, there are... Or I probably won't do show notes. <laughs> right, I'm going to have to go and save this now. So, toodle pet for